I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome on in, guys. You are listening to It Was All a Stream. We are recapping The Real Housewives of Miami on Peacock. Season 5, Episode 6, Dumped and Dumbfounded. I felt like I was a little dumbfounded after this week's episode. Welcome in, guys. I am Zach Peter, and today I am joined by my lovely co-host, Kelly Rivers. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm excited to have you. I mean, after this holiday weekend, I needed some like chaos that wasn't my family. And so I was like, let's bring the <laughs> Miami heat. Um, that is a really good point. Also, we talked about this before we started recording, but this is easily my favorite franchise right now. So when they asked me to do this pod, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll make it work. I want to talk about it. <laughs> Listen, Miami's bringing it. Potomac is good. I feel like it started strong and it's now it's slumped a little bit. It's gotten a little slow. Um, Salt Lake City is just trash, like trash. We Hot can mess. throw it in the garbage with the with the sprinkle cookies. It's not giving anything, <laughs> but Miami is is definitely bringing it. I agree one hundred percent. I these. I mean, we can get into the episode, but I am like emotionally invested, which is like what you want, right? Fully engaged. Fully engaged. Um, so there wasn't a ton of news over the past week because I feel like most people were just kind of staying in. Larsa wasn't going on any dates that the paparazzi an- accidentally caught. But we did see Lisa Hochstein spending her first Christmas with with the kids, but without Lenny. There was no Lenny in sight. It looks like they went to like some sort of Christmas show on Christmas Eve. We didn't see anything from Christmas Day, but I'm assuming Lenny was definitely not there and he was with... He was with um, either a Russian hooker or he was with his mistress. Probably with his mistress. But you know what? This episode has taught me like... I mean, I can't predict what he's going to do. Because some of the shit that happened was shocking to me. 
Shocking. I mean, it, he literally just gets worse and worse every week. And then he keeps giving, like, these exclusives to Page Six to give, like, his side of the story on things. And it never makes it any better. Like, he just continues to look like a garbage man. No, I but don't think... But at this point, he, I, I feel like most men are garbage. <laughs> I don't think that he genuinely thinks that what he's doing is wrong. Because it seems like when he goes to give his side of the story, I'm like, yeah, that... It's this... We get it. We know what happened. Like, you're not telling us got it. any new information. You're just a piece of shit and don't know it. Like, he thinks it's fine. Yeah. He's like, let me clarify my side of things. And we're like, no, we've very clearly got your side of things. We saw, He's like, no, it's been edited to make Lisa look good. Here's the truth. Okay. No, that's exactly what I got from all of this. Thank yeah. you, Lenny, for clarifying. I haven't gotten anything from his side of things that has made me be like, oh, okay. No, I hear his side of things and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we got from the show. It's not, doesn't seem like it's editing. It seems like it's who you are. Yeah. So let's dive into it. So we're back on the Key West trip. Lisa is talking to the girls, catching up where we were to be continued last week. She's talking to the girls, telling them that Lenny wants a divorce. Lenny wants to kick Lisa out of the house. Like, you know, she's, you know, like she's the nanny that broke her wrist. He's like, get in an Uber, leave and don't ever come back. I never want to see you again. So after he tells her that he wants a divorce, 10 days later, he suddenly has a new girlfriend and tells Lisa, like, you either need to get out of the house or else you're going to get a front row seat to me dating this new young hot girl that is better than you. And Lisa's like telling the lady, she's like, oh my God, I know this woman. She follows me on Instagram. She's a big hoe on Instagram. She's been to our parties before. And she decides that she's going to call up the mistress, Katharina, right? That's her name, Katharina. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are you trying to sleep with my man? And why are you following me on Instagram? You better like my pictures because you like my husband. And you're not going <laughs> to like living in my $80 million house that Lenny has now clarified is not $80 million. It's actually $10 million. And big difference, Katharina tells her, big difference. <laughs> yeah, that's what, $70 million? <laughs> um, yeah. So it seems like Lenny like misled Lisa a lot of different ways within their marriage. But so Catherine is like, listen, don't talk to me. Talk to your husband because, you know, also, if you want to talk to him, he's said, right next to me in bed. <laughs> at first, she said, I'm not dating your husband. And she's like, Lenny told told me that you're dating. And she was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Well, then, yeah, go talk to your husband. It's like, why aren't you all on the same page? Like, at the very least, Lenny, can you let your girlfriend know what's happening? Like, let's get on the same page here. I mean, I just think it's wild that, like, like if you're going to break up somebody's marriage, like, do you follow the wife on Instagram? Like, is that standard mistress code? Absolutely not. I think that's so strange. And I think it also, like, if we're, like, you know, keeping score here, that's, like, five points to Lisa. Because, like, that would be a huge point to me to be like, Lenny, do you see who you're dating? She was fucking following me on Instagram. Like, she wants to be me, clearly. Yeah, a single white female. Like, she's in my house now. She's with my man. She follows me on Instagram. Like, she's a total, you know, it's stalker, just so weird. I also boy, stalker. read somewhere, which who knows where I got this information from, so it could totally not be true. But I also read that she, she was also married and filed for divorce around the same time Lenny did. I mean, Lenny must have more money. He has an $80 million house. <laughs> With no mortgage, supposedly, which also I read, he does have a mortgage. 
Yes, he does have a mortgage, but he's never cashed it in. It's just sitting there. He has a a home line of credit and a $4 million mortgage, both of which he took out but has never used. Supposedly. Which, by the way, can we just have a moment for mortgages? Why is this being thrown around like it's a horrible thing? Well, it's like when it was, it was like Strippergate on New Jersey seasons three and four, right? When we were calling Melissa Stripper. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. She's making her money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, mortgages deserve better because having a mortgage is A, totally normal, which I think a few of the other housewives even popped on and was like, why do we care? Like, a mortgage is like, mortgages are very, very normal. Very rich people have mortgages. There's nothing like that doesn't make you more or less rich if you have a mortgage. Yeah. If anything, that's how they build their wealth is by taking out loans and borrowing other people's money and using their money to make them more money. So it's really not a bad thing. It's not a shameful thing. But I think this is how you know Lisa was so far detached from all of that type of stuff. And she didn't come from a lot of wealth because I just think... You know, and I think that's standard when you have a really wealthy man that marries a young, pretty woman. Like, she doesn't ask questions. She's just along for the ride and she's just here for the shopping spree. Yeah, I also, you know, it doesn't seem like she had a ton of access to their finances. I mean, the prenup she signed is really crazy. Really, really crazy. Like, I'm not quite sure how that happens. I mean, I just think she thought she had a solid deal. And it's like, when you get married, you you just, you believe in love. And you're just like, he's never going to leave me. There's never going to be a younger woman that follows me on Instagram and wants to steal my life. <laughs> okay. Like, you just don't think about those things. I am totally fine with prenups. Like, sign a prenup if you want to get a prenup or if it makes the most sense to protect everyone, whatever. But if you know, somewhat have any idea of what you know, the status is of the person that you're marrying. And in the prenup, it says you have no right to the house and you get $1.9 million. Believe in love all you want. That's a pretty crazy thing to sign. Well, I also think he was really good at gaslighting her. And we see that a bit this season, right? Where he's like, telling her, no, we don't have a mortgage. And like the way yeah, he yeah. speaks to her, he's very condescending. He's very... um the nine the nine one 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 situation was yeah. like, uh, yeah, it highlighted that. And so I think that's probably how their relationship has always been, where he's just always kind of talked down to her or mansplained things to her. So she just was used to, you know, trusting him and believing him and, and letting him direct the decisions in their marriage. And so I think he probably told her, yeah, I would never screw you over. Of course, I'm going to give you a good deal. I don't think she read the prenup. I think she just believed that Side she had it. a solid deal. Yeah, yeah. trusted him. Um, which hopefully, you know, people watching this know you got to read the fine print and everything. Always, always. And then the girls start giving her advice. We have, you know, Larsa weighing in. We have Adriana weighing in. We have Alexia weighing in. And they're all tying her. Don't move out of the house. Call all the divorce lawyers right now. Get them on retainer. If there's anything we've learned from celebrity breakups and divorces, you call up every good divorce attorney because the second you talk to them, they can no longer represent your spouse. So get them all on retainer now. If Lenny hasn't already started to do so, like start getting ahead. But then you can just see her and even in her confessional, she's like, I just want him to love me. I'm hopeful and I believe that that we can work this out. And I, thought I don't that was think really that sad. there's any. Yeah. For 
obviously, I think there's a significant age difference between them, maybe like 18 years, something like that. And maybe more. Um, and I'm sure she's been called a gold, a gold digger 5 billion times in her life. She seems to genuinely love him. Like her breaking down, obviously, I'm sure she is like scared because it's like that that's a scary thing to happen. Like you don't know what's next for your life. And like she's freaking out about a lot of things. But her just being like, I really want to work this out. Like I love him. I love him. And like her friends are bashing him, rightfully so, by the way. I would definitely be Alexia in this situation. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be like, I knew it. I knew he was cheating on you. Like, oh, I would no, save no, no, that no, no. for the kiki with the girls afterwards. But I agree yeah. with you. I'm definitely with Alexia. I would be like enraged. Like, fuck that. You're not moving out of your house. You tell him to move. What about his kids? I think that to me, honestly, was like the sickest part of it all. Like, you find a house for you and the kids. Like, they're your kids, sir. You don't want to make sure that your kids are in a good place. You don't want to make sure that your kids are taken care of. How is that not a priority for you? If you want me to move out, fine. Even though I think he should be the one to move out. That's usually how yeah. it works in divorce. Go get a bachelor like, pad for you and your girlfriend. 100%. But like, if you, if that's what I signed and whatever, at the very least, why are you not making sure that your kids are in a safe house? Well, especially because I believe the prenup, though it, it it stipulates that she's not allowed to keep that house, it does clarify that he is going to pay for wherever she does move. She just can't live in the $80 million house. Oh, okay. Well, then let's get so to it. So he's said to pay for it. And I think, I, but I get her point. And I think, what was it, Nicole? Someone else mentioned something about how, like, you don't want to disrupt the kids' Mm -hmm. space. Like, you don't want to move mm -hmm. them out of their house and disrupt their, you know, schedule and their way think, of life already. You would think. It doesn't seem like he's thinking about anybody else but himself. Even the fact that he would, he put them in the pool house with the nanny and while, while Lisa's gone, like, that is crazy behavior. Um, Nicole also, like, seems very, very logical about this all. And like her conversation with her soon-to-be husband, I'm like, you need to now go and talk to her and be like, call all these lawyers. You need to make sure you're documenting everything. You need to make sure, like even the pool house thing, make sure that you have all this written down because in court, that's going to help you get your kids. And she needs that because you can tell she's like so shell-shocked by everything that she doesn't know what to do. And she genuinely believes like, we're going to work this out. To me, that was sad because I know last week I was kind of like, mm, but I kind of feel like she was expecting this and she had to have known that he was, you know, possibly fooling around. Like, I wanted to believe that this wasn't as much of a shock to her, but now seeing her reaction this episode and just watching her confessionals, and now it does make a little more sense because it's like, when you marry an older man like Lenny that does have money, you're not just marrying him because he's cute and has money, but you're also marrying him for the security, like what's behind the money? The security that he can provide for you. Being older is being able to take care of you in the financial and the emotional ways. And I think she had that attachment to him. And now I'm pretty sure, and let's be honest, a lot of times when younger women engage in these types of relationships where you essentially have like a sugar daddy husband, there's some sort of, you know, prior trauma, daddy issues, whatever you want to label it, that you haven't fully or usually haven't fully processed or worked through yet, that I'm sure there's some sort of abandonment issue that she was at some point trying to fulfill by dating Lenny that's now being triggered all over again. And on top of losing that 
partner she now has to provide for her children in a way that she's never had to do before and doesn't know how to do. Yeah, for sure. I do think, to your point, like, she's not in the space right now to think, like, rationally and logically. And she needs her friends like Lisa, even Larsa. Larsa was really stepping up this episode to try to be a good friend to her. Like, you guys need to help her, like, get her ducks in a row because she has no ducks. Her ducks are in the lake still. She is fully frazzled and still trying to even, like, fully piece this all together. And I... I think she was completely shocked. Like two episodes ago, she was talking about how, you know, sometimes you go through lows and sometimes you go through highs and we're on a high right now. Like she was feeling good about the relationship when Lenny was on the hot mic. Um, Yeah, I was even thinking back to last episode. I think it was at the end, the very end of last episode when she's on the phone with Lenny and he's like, can you find a nanny? Because I'd like to go play tennis. And I'm like, wait, at this point... Were they already, like, had he already asked for a divorce? Because, like, why the fuck are you helping him? He can go get a nanny. Like, obviously, I want to make sure my kids are good, so I get why she was doing it. But I'm just like, the audacity of him is, like, next level. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, like if it's that important to you that you go do tennis, Chelsea believed that tennis was code for mistress, but... <laughs> Like he was going to do boom, boom in the bedroom time. But I mean, at that point, then like call your mom and ask your mom if she can watch your kids, like figure something out. Like don't rely on Lisa who you're now divorcing. And like, he's just, he really is something else. He really is. Yeah. It's something we haven't seen before. I've seen obviously, you know, through years of watching the housewives, we've seen some shitty husbands, right? Like we have been through it. Most of them are like, at least like concerned with how they will how they will come across even if they are pieces of shit he i'm not sure if he's aware like he either doesn't care or like doesn't have like a good reality like he doesn't have a good grip on reality I don't think he needs to care though, because in his head, not 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 speaking for myself, but in his head, I don't think he thinks he needs to care because he has money and he has a hot new piece of arm ca- candy that he can rock around town. So to him, he's not losing anything. If if anything, he's just losing time with his kids that he doesn't seem to be prioritizing, and he loses his ex-wife that you know he seems to be over already. I want to so know if he's wild. a doctor. I mean, isn't he one of the best boob doctors in Miami? Supposedly. He like actually, I just got a stellar like, reputation. I would not want to give him my business. Like I hope this hurts his business. I hope so too. I mean, if anything, though, you it's probably gonna help his business because more women are gonna be like, oh, let me line up to go to your practice and let me see if I can score that eighty million dollar house since it's that easy. Yeah, that's true. It seems like it's very easy. Yeah, I just think the crazy part, like, again, okay, I get it. You're done with your marriage, okay? You don't want to make it work. You want to move on. But the kids is the part that really gets me. The fact that he thinks it's appropriate because he then decides to invite his mistress over with the kids home, doesn't let his mom in the house because she was originally going to go to check in to make sure everything was Mm -hmm. good, makes the nanny stay in the pool house. Like, to me, that's wild. 
And the fact that the the mother, his mother, Lisa's mother-in-law is calling Lisa and being like, this is what's going down at the house right now. She's not even trying to protect her son. She's like in full agreement no. with Lisa. She's like, she's like, the driver's not here. He, it, I think he went to pick up, you know, the mistress and bring her over there. And that's when Lisa really snaps because she's like, you can be disrespectful to me. You can say you want to divorce me and kick me out of the house and I'm going to get a front row seat to you dating another woman. But when you decide to bring this woman around my kids and then decide that the kids are going to, you know, not be around you know, the situation, like to me, it's just, he's totally selfish and not mm-hmm. even thinking about the well-being of his own children. Which I was actually having this conversation with my friend the other day. Like, it is just like a different feeling for someone to not like your kid because like, if someone doesn't like you, you kind of just like, whatever, everyone's not going to like me. But like, your kid is a, <clears throat> your kid is a part of you and you love your kid in a different way. Like, if I'm Lisa, that would hurt my feelings probably the most. Like, you don't even care about our kids. Like, you made this person. Like, you knowingly made this person with me. And you... are a piece of you. Yeah. And, like, you're not even having a second thought about how this affects them. But honestly, though, in the moment, she's not going to see it. But eventually, she's probably going to be like, thank God that I'm not in that situation anymore. Like, my kids deserve so much better. She will find someone else because she's, I mean, listen, she's a gorgeous woman. She's very attractive. She does have a lot going for her. And I think she genuinely does love her kids and she's embraced the role of being a mom that I think she'll be okay. She'll find someone new to help her get back on her feet. I'm sure she's going to end up getting some sort of alimony out of Lenny. You know, she's going to get something out of the divorce. He's got too much to not want to throw her a bone. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. At this point, I really wouldn't be surprised because he really, like, I, he's full of surprises. You know who's not yeah. surprised though is Kiki. Kiki says based <laughs> on the shape of his head, she is not so, she knew he was no good. Uh, by the way, I was sending that if he has people. a bald head, then he cheats. Do you believe that bald men, all bald men cheat? No, I do not believe that. But I was sending people that clip because there's a lot of my, a lot of my friends watch Housewives but don't watch Miami because it's on Peacock. And yeah. so they either like don't have the app or won't pay for the app, whatever. I was sending that clip to my friends being like, you have to, you have to invest in this. Like, this is the shit that you're going to get on this show. It is so good. I laughed out loud to Kiki on today's episode or on this week's episode. I thought that was hilarious. She's like, like she's, She's literally the Brandy Glanville of of Miami. When Brandy said that she could spot a lesbian based off her eyebrows, that was Kiki, and she can spot a, she can spot a cheater based off of the shape of his head. What does that mean? Nobody knows, but they can spot him. Nobody knows. I, do you agree with Lars's point of like Kiki? Shut up. You've never been through a divorce. Like if I'm in the room with Michelle Obama, I'm gonna let her talk. Like. Why can't we give our... Pers- Why won't you let the people who have been through a divorce give their perspective? You're talking over all of us. No, I get it. Like, I, I, d- does their experience carry as much weight? Maybe not, but they're still allowed to have some sort of say and opinion because they're also involved in this conversation. And they know Lisa, you know? And it's not like they've never been in a relationship before. So they have some sort of perspective. So, I mean, just let them talk. Let them have their own opinion and just know that, like... At the end of the night, I'm going to pull Lisa aside and I'm going to give her, you know, like Larsa did. I'm going to coach her to, you know, help her out and let her cry on my shoulder until three in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm like, 
I get what I get what Lars is saying. Do I think it's different? Like Michelle Obama, obviously, I hope we let her speak. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is the same situation. I get her analogy, but like, maybe not not equal footing. Um, but yeah, no, I do get like they've been through a divorce. Like, I I think it is. It would be nice. Which in that moment, I don't think it was going to happen anyway. So like, everyone's going to have their opinion. They're all sitting there with their friend. Their friend's going through a lot. Like, everyone should be able to talk. Just because you haven't been through a divorce, I don't think you should be able to talk. But I do think it would have been nice for the women who have been divorced to be like, yeah, it really fucking sucks. But like, we're all fine. We're all okay. Like, it's really scary and it's really shitty in the moment. And you probably can't see this right now. But like, you will be okay. Your kids will be okay. You're strong. Like, everything's going to work out. Yeah, hold space for her and like let her know that there's a path forward. And if she needs anything, we've been down this path and we got you and you're going to be okay. Just that reassurance. But I also just don't think Lisa was ready to hear anything because she really was like, I'm going to try and make this work. And I think it was, she really believed that it was going to work out because you have her mother-in-law that's telling her like, oh, the Hochsteins don't ever get divorced. Like, we don't believe in divorce. We'd make it, we stick it out. And so I think she really believed that at some point she was going to be able to make this work until Lexia tells her like, take off your ring. This is done. You need to send a clear message to him that like, we're done. And the situation is a wrap. Yeah, I also think that you know, it's initial shock. So you're thinking, this can't be real. This can't be real. Like, you're not even... You're pretending it's a bad dream at the moment. On her way home, I think she describes it as like she's going through a death. And she says that it's really hard because it's not like you go through a death and you just mourn the loss of that person because he's still around and he's still hurting her and he's still causing all of this additional grief in, you know, in addition to grieving the loss of their relationship. Which, it is a death. Like, the marriage is over. And the person that you thought you were going to be with forever is no longer. And also the person that, you know, you thought you married is might not have ever been the person you thought he was. So, I mean, it is probably a lot like processing a death. But I think it's probably, you know, so many layers she got with him when he was when she was so young and he's taking care of her financially. So you like right now she's probably in survival mode. Like, where am I going? Where are my kids going? How are my bills going to be paid? Like, what's going to happen next? Like, there's so many questions that she doesn't have the answers to. Um, which I think she's still in the house as of like today, right? Yeah, he's trying to have her taken out of the house, but she's refusing to leave. Her thing is, it's like, I need to continue to create stability for my kids and they need to not be, they need to not have their lives turned upside down because their dad decided, you know, he needed to get his dick wet. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. She goes back, she leaves, she leaves the keys, heads back to, to take care of business with Lenny. And then the ladies are left to celebrate Alexia's birthday weekend with her. And so they have a birthday dinner. Cute. Todd surprises her with the Bulgari watch that's $50,000. Adriana's like, well, cute for her. But like, yeah, we have the same watch. But the difference is I bought mine. She's throwing a little shade at Alexia. She says that it's hypocritical of Alexia for accepting the watch, even though she says that, you know, she doesn't have to rely on a man. Do you think that Alexia accepting the watch is her relying on Todd or is Adriana just being a little salty because, you know, she doesn't have a man to buy her a $50,000 watch. She has to buy it for um, herself. I think that it's like the definition of hypocritical does not align with what is actually happening here. So not only do I disagree with the overall sentiment, but it's just like factually not true. You can still not rely on your man, have your bills paid, whatever, and accept a gift. They're completely separate things. Um, I also think there's nothing wrong with if you're married to someone, if he's paying for more bills, like in Lisa's situation. Um, do I think you should always have your own thing? Do I think that it's smart to, at the very least, like make sure your prenup is set up so that if you were to get divorced, that you're going to be okay? 100%. But like, I don't understand the shaming of any of it because like, I don't, I don't know um, everyone's full story, but it seems like you're on the real housewives of Miami. At some point, you probably were taken care of in some t- way, shape or form. And that's okay because you might've been taking care of other things. Like, I don't think that like, I don't know. I think there's like a huge value in having a wife and someone who helps with your kids and all that. And just because you're not making money doesn't make you less valuable. And for some reason, that's like a stigma that happens or has always been the case. I think Adriana is really just there. I think her heart is turning cold. She's becoming Ursula from and she's under the water (laughs) because she doesn't have a man that can provide for her in a way. And she always has to provide for herself. And I think she's becoming and I get it. You know, she's cute Destiny's Child independent woman. Like she's definitely doing it all on her own and she's doing a great job of doing it Mm -hmm. all on her own. But I think somewhere subconsciously, she would love for there to be someone that can bring something to the table, either emotionally or financially, you know, just someone that can bring something. And I think Alexia's in her moment right now. And I think that that kind of intimidates or is triggering some sort of insecurity in Adriana. Whereas I could understand her maybe saying something like this about Lisa, like prior to the divorce. Yes. Lisa was, she had a much wealthier man. He was taking care of anything, everything. She was very much kind of a more of a kept woman versus Alexia. 
And so I would understand if if Lisa made a comment like that about not needing to rely on a man, yet her lifestyle is solely based off of Lenny, that would be a little hypocritical in my eyes. I don't think Alexia accepting a really nice gift on her birthday from her husband is in any way hypocritical or her relying on a man at all. That being said, do I think that Alexia did say other things in this episode that I thought were wild? Yes. Yes. So yes. let's get into Marisol's game. Marisol <laughs> always knows how to just stir things up with her little games. So she starts, she has a new game where we have to assign, where we're going to pull up different cards and we're going to assign which card aligns with which of the ladies at the table. And she basically admits that she does coke and would get high off of her own supply, which is refreshing considering every other housewife on every other franchise is like, what? I don't do coke. I've never done drugs. I, the most I'll have is two martinis. And we all know that there's a lot more going on. So Props to Marisol for at least owning it. But this is where they go around the table and they say Alexia would likely be the dirty cop. And then we get to her comment about Julia, where she says that she thinks that Julia would make a great prostitute because she's Russian. And she actually thinks that this is a compliment because Russians are really good prostitutes. Yeah. I obviously, you cannot like generalize an entire nation to uh, a job. I I think it was lost in translation though. Do I think that Alexia, well, I don't know. I do think it's somewhat lost in translation, but then when Alexia tries to apologize, she doubles down on it. So it's kind of like... <sighs> And then I, she blames Lenny. That was that was like my favorite part where she's like, well, no, it's just because Lenny's Russian and I'm mad at Lenny right now. So I figured let me just throw a dig at Russians. And I'm yeah. like, no, we, can't bl- we can blame Lenny for a lot. But N- this is not one that no. we can add Lenny's name to. And I understand Julia being like hurt by it, especially since like her background and saying that she's been called that before and blah, 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 blah. Um Also, I'm just like, you're at a table where there's like a lot of women that could be great prostitutes. So like, why did we have to go there? You know what I mean? You could have thrown a lot of people into that bucket and it would have gone over okay. I think... I honestly think that she didn't think that it was going to be offensive. I think she was like, I'm going to throw out what I think is a funny joke taking a cheap shot at a stereotype about Russian women and it didn't land clearly and the rest of the women did not bite and and I think she realized okay I made a bit of a mistake like I overshot my mark I threw a joke out there that was not appropriate and that didn't land and wrong table wrong crowd wrong time wrong everything and instead of just being like listen I'm sorry. It was a bad joke. It was in bad taste. I had a little bit to drink and I didn't think that through. And I just, I want, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. And I think she could have just stopped there. But Julia is very much like, no. And it carries on to the next day where, you know, Julia is clearly still not over the Russian hooker comment. And Alexis is like, well, I already apologized to you. And she's like, well, your apology doesn't work for me because I'm hurt by what you said. And I think that's fine. I think Julia was kind of just like, I hear you. I'm just not like really ready for your apology right now. Nor do I think you really get what you even said. And then Alexia proved her point and was like, I don't get what I don't get it because I do believe this. And a lot of people are 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 prostitutes in rush. Like Alexia made it worse by how she doubled down on it. And then Julia was like, Well, you lived off a of drug lord. And I was just like, Oh, this is going in the wrong direction. Wrong yeah. direction quickly. 
And then Adriana brings up the Cocaine Cowboys Netflix documentary. Oh, because Alexi was like, oh, well, the reason I thought this is because now we're not blaming Lenny. But now she's like, I saw a documentary about Russian hookers. And it just continues to progressively get worse. That was a good point, though, by um, Adriana. Adriana? 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 Um, which her other point was not good, but this one was a good point. Like, okay, well, if people people watch the Cocaine Cowboys documentary, like, this is what they're going to think about you. Um, which also I'm like, are you guys friends or not friends? Doesn't seem like you're, like, super happy with her, Adriana. I will say that if there's anyone you cannot touch, you cannot touch Julia or she's, or Adriana is coming for you. Yeah, I mean, at least this episode made Julia more entertaining. Like, I just feel like (laughs) she puts me to sleep every week. So I was kind of like, okay, like maybe this isn't the best way to make her entertaining is to call her a Russian hooker. But like, you know, it just, at least it jazzed her up a little bit. And I also kind of feel like, I also feel like she enjoyed being in the mix, whereas I feel like she normally feels isolated from the other women, aside from Adriana. And I think we even see that when, you know, Lisa's having her breakdown and Adriana and um, Julia are having drinks at the bar and they're just like totally detached from everything. And I just think Julia doesn't feel like she fits in with the group and going after someone like Alexia, who's kind of like, you know, one of the main central women in the group, I think it gave her a little more sense of importance and maybe she didn't want to let it go as quickly. Not to negate her feelings, but just, I feel like, you know, she definitely liked being in the mix a little bit more and then knowing she had Adriana who was there to have her back. And that's why at the end of it, she's like, ooh, give it to me more. Give it, give it, give it to me more. Whereas I feel like that's not something we have typically seen in Julia's personality to be combative and to be, you know, instigating in that type of way. No, I also think she's obviously going through a lot at home too. Julia? Oh, yeah. Her her wife wants nothing to do. Martina's like, I'm going to go snowing <laughs> and I can't be play with the goats. I'm done. Yeah. The kids are gone. I'm out. I'm leaving so with she, Lenny. So she, <laughs> so she might be more on edge, too. So, like, this hurting her feelings probably would have hurt her feelings. Maybe it could have, like, rolled off her back quicker if she was, like, in a happier spot. But, like, when you're not feeling good and then someone says something like this, you can kind of, like, latch onto it for, like this is why I feel so badly. And like, you're responsible for it. Do I think the a comment was appropriate at all? No. I'm shocked that none of the other women laughed. Like immediately, right after she said it, everyone was kind of like, ooh, not good. But like... I, I mean, I also think, you know, the elephant in the room is like, we're aware that there are cameras on us. And we're aware of like, what distasteful jokes we can make on camera and off camera. Because I'm pretty sure they've all made distasteful jokes. Like when For you're sure. friends and you're drinking, you just do and say stupid stuff. Not to make, it doesn't make it right at all. I'm not excusing it. But I'm just saying, I think they were all hyper aware of the fact that like, the setting and the cameras were all just, you know. Yeah, I also not think- the right... In Miami, there's definitely a conservative Miami and a liberal Miami. And I don't know. I honestly have no idea where like each of these women align, whereas some of the other housewives are, it's pretty clear or they've made it clear um, where they are. And I don't know about these women. But when Alexia made that joke and nobody laughed, I was like, ugh, wrong table, honey. I think you thought that you were somewhere else. These people are like, no, no, no. And even if they might have laughed in another situation, to your point, they're like, we're smart enough to know we're not laughing at that with these cameras around. Yes. 
Exactly. And so she's like, okay, well, let me deflect the situation. And she's like, you know what I think is really bad? Women that date married men. And that was her clear jab at Adriana. But Adriana says that she didn't know that she was dating a married man. That, you know, she when she went out with this guy, his mother had just died. So she didn't think to ask him if he was married on their date. Um, Which, you know, usually if you're going on a date with someone, are you married isn't like one of your top three questions, I, I would assume. Right. There's like an... An un- uh, yes, there's an unspoken language that like, we're both single and we're both, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't think to ask someone. To if, if someone asks me on a date, well, first of all, like, I guess if you're just getting to know someone, maybe if you have some sort of suspicion. But like, if you're asking me on a date, I'm assuming you're not married. Now, if we get more serious or more down the line, then yeah, I'm going to have to know everything. But like a simple date, my assumption would be you're not married. Well, and I think Nicole even made a good point on the Sprinter van that, like, it's possible that he's separated, that he's not with his partner anymore, his wife anymore, and now he's getting himself back out there and maybe either looking for a rebound or something, but he's not... Yes, he is technically married, but he's not committed to somebody else. He's not in a relationship with somebody else. 100%. But... And that's where it ends. And we leave with the, a, a TBC, to be continued, which Real Housewives producers love to do to us week after week, to be continued. So we will see if this continues. I am super excited to keep watching. I am too. I think it's going to be a good season. It's off to a great start. I hope it's not like Potomac where it starts off strong and then it kind of just like <sighs> has a little slump midway because I was loving Potomac and I have faith that Potomac's going to come back up. Me too. But but I'm definitely enjoying Miami. I can't, I sadly and unfortunately, I'm loving my front row seat to the demise of Lisa and Lenny's marriage. Yeah. It's, I have but my popcorn like- and my wine ready. We'll have the rise of Lisa too. So like it'll all work That's itself out. That's what I'm looking forward to. Work itself out. The good thing about Miami is that other than Julia, which I guess even Julia does, but like all these women kind of have their own lives and own storylines that I'm interested in. Like I care about Lisa. I I care about Nicole's house. I care about um, Marisol's drinking. Like all of it's good. Yeah, I'm fully invested. I feel like we could use a little more Adriana though. Like, yeah. I want to know more about her married boyfriend. Well, we'll see. Callie, thank you for joining me. Guys, thank you for listening to It Was All a Stream. Are there any other recaps that you're doing right now or anywhere else that people can keep up with you? Yes. I am doing Ring of Reality um, with Rachel and Jody and Chelsea and Devin and Depends on the Week, maybe Juliet. And that's every Friday. Awesome. Every Friday on the Ring of Reality TV podcast, I'm here with Chelsea Stark-Jones every Tuesday recapping The Real Housewives of Miami. I am Zach Peter. Thank you, Kelly Rivers. Thank you, Devin, for our great producer this week. And every week, I love our, our, our chats about housewives. Thank you guys for listening to It Was All a Stream. I also recap The Circle on Wednesdays. And coming this January... Julia and I will be recapping The Traitors, which is the new competition series on mm. Peacock with some of our, our favorite Bravo stars. We have Reza Farhan, Kyle Cook, Brandy Glanville. We have Ari from The Bachelor, a great, great lineup. Interviewed a few of them, so stay tuned. After the new year, we will get some fun interviews with the cast and we'll be recapping The Traitors on Peacock. 
But until then, I'll see you here, or you'll get to hear me here every Tuesday on It Was All a Stream on the Ringer Reality TV Podcast. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.